But I want to say welcome to everyone right now who's with us. I want to do a big shout out to Alejandro Valencia and his wife. I love that you guys are on. I love everybody's on. You matter to God. And by the way, let me say that. I don't know what's happening in your life right now because we're all in different places. But I can tell you this, God sees, God knows, and God cares and you matter to God. You matter to God. And so one of the big goals we have is to have you connect with God and connect with others. And so I want you to think about that with me. See, our Crossroads family uh, is, is, is here in Corona and in the Western Riverside area, the Inland Empire, the state of California, all the states in the country, we have people who are a part of our Crossroads family and even in places all around the world. So how can we connect with God and connect together? Well, we right now are going to be doing some things that would allow that to happen. So locally, locally, if you're within the driving area of Crossroads, uh, Sunday mornings at 9 a.m., we have a live worship service out on our patio. By the way, this week, the weather's going to be gorgeous. At 9 a.m., it's going to be beautiful out there. So bring a lawn chair, bring friends, come, and, and we're going to worship together, take communion, hear the message together. Uh, wow, it's going to be a great message. Josh McDowell will be a part of that. And so uh, 9 o'clock Sunday, be a part of that. If you didn't know, we've been meeting a while. We're still meeting now. And yes, we sing. <laughs> yes, we sing. So we're doing that. Uh, also, by the way, uh, we have other meetings that are happening. Junior high, or actually, let's start with this. High school ministry, HSM, if you're local, uh, we're meeting both on campus and online. So if you're not local, you could be with us online on Tuesdays. And so that's a way to connect together and be a part of that. So Tuesday nights, HSM. Uh, Wednesday nights, JHM. Matter of fact, they're out there right now while I'm talking to you. And uh, we love our JHM ministry. And they're meeting now on Wednesday nights, live and online. Then our college age ministry, See ya, college young adults, Thursday nights, both on campus and online. So we have ways to connect together and we want to connect with you and have that be a part of your spiritual journey, your walk with Jesus. Then for all of the women out there, in October, whether you're local or global or United States or wherever, uh, we have a women's, a women's conference coming. It's called Redeem. My wife Pam's going to be leaning out in that. It's a way to really connect together. And I want to say to all the women, you need it. You need to come together. And we've got some creative ideas to make that happen. So we're going to encourage you more than ever to sign up to be a part of that, connect with us, and join in. And so anyway, we want to connect with you. We want to connect with you. So it's a big deal that we get to do that. And uh, by the way, I have some plans once things change where we can connect with people in different parts of the country live uh, because we want to do that. We want to make that happen. Uh, something else coming this fall I'm super excited about. We're going to be doing a series, uh, a study in the book of I Isaiah that uh, I've already got the first couple of messages done. I cannot wait to share them with you. But here's what I want you to have you do. You need a journal. Now we're very close to kicking off the journal. It starts September 7th. And so I'm going to encourage you to get one. Go to amazon.com, search Chuck Boer, uh, and you can get a journal. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, not just you. Uh, do it as a couple. Do it as friends. Do it as a, a Q group. Uh, what's a Q group? It's a quarantine group. And again, I want to say, you really need to connect with people. So are there some people in your life who you're willing to sit in a room with safely? Uh, if so, say, let's be a Q group, a quarantine group. And all of you get journals and hear the message together, study the journal together starting September 7th. And then meet together and talk about deep spiritual things, things that'll make your lives better, things that'll connect you on a more intimate level. Uh, by the way, if you don't want to do it physically, you can do it virtually. Uh, we even would help that happen. Uh, you would text group to 69922 and we'll make sure and let that happen. Matter of fact, no matter how you meet, text group to 69922 and we'll get in materials to you to make it even more meaningful. So we want all that for you. Uh, we really want all that for you because we're living in really wild times, chaotic times. Uh, I could even say scary times. Um, I got a scare the other day. Uh, you know, the weather here in California, the way it's changing, it's bringing out uh, uh, animals and creatures that might surprise you. So I heard my dogs barking really funny the other day, and I went out in the backyard, and this is what greeted me. As a matter of fact, 
No matter how big that looks, it was bigger. That was one big rattlesnake. And it was not intimidated by my dogs and it wasn't intimidated by me. It felt like it owned the place. And, and I, no lie, okay. When I saw it, I thought about something Jesus said. Uh, and, and I looked at it and I just thought, Jesus, this just reminds me what you talked about. By the way, I think a rattlesnake that size will make you talk to Jesus. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's what Jesus said. Uh, Luke chapter 11, he said these words. Um, he said, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Don't miss that. Ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to whom knocks, it'll be open. By the way, in this season of life, you need to hear that. Man, are, are, is there some things in your life you need changed? Or is there some ways you need help? Do you need God's intercession or intervention? Is something just, you need a breakthrough? Jesus said, ask me, seek from me, and knock. And I want you to do that. He said, and then I'm going to move on your behalf. And then he goes on to say, now suppose one of uh, your fathers asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? That's what I thought about the snake. I was looking at the snake and I'm going, Lord, you're never the one who gives poisonous snakes when we need something to get us by. You never are the one who brings the viper into our life when you want to give us a promise of freedom and truth. And, and Jesus said that. And then he said, or if you ask for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? No father would do that, he says. And he goes, but if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus said, you know what I want you to do? Ask for the Holy Spirit. And I, I'm going to move. Uh, Jesus actually said this at one point. He told the apostles, he said, it's to your advantage that I go away, that I die on the cross for your sins, that I resurrect from the dead, that I ascend into heaven. He said, it's better for you that I do all that, not just so you can be forgiven. He said, so I can send the helper to you, the Holy Spirit to come and help you. Um, we're living in a world today that's painful to live in. I know we're all in different places, so I don't want to pretend I know about everything going on in your life. But I do know a lot of people are hurting right now. I do know a lot of people are just fed up and done with racism. And right now our country is exploding over that and, and you're, you're wanting into it. And I think that's, that's what God wants to, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, this pandemic is taking a toll on people. Uh, we're facing an economic crisis and some of you are experiencing it. And get ready, there's a crisis coming that's not being talked about. We're facing an educational crisis where children who are in under-resourced communities are gonna be left behind. Uh, it, this could be worse than anybody thinks. You take away education from a big part of our population, that has detrimental effect. By the way, if uh, you don't know this, Crossroads try, is trying to make a difference in, again, the local area here. We've organized people to go into under-resourced communities to tutor kids so they won't be left behind. Because we can't let that happen. But, you know, I know that many people's jobs are gone or going away. I know that some people aren't sure how they're going to get by. And um, then if the economists are right, we're this close to experiencing 40 million people being evicted from homes or apartments with nowhere to go. So with all the pain, all the hurt, all the anger, all the fear, so many feeling hopeless, more than ever, we need the Holy Spirit. 
More than ever, we need the helper that Jesus would send. And Jesus said, I'll send it. He said, I'll send it. And he said, if you would commit your life to me, if you would trust in me, by the way, some of you, you need to do that because he loves you and he cares about you. And being a Christian is about a very real relationship. So if you would commit your life to him, if you would trust in him, then he said, I will send you the helper who is the Holy Spirit, who is God, the Spirit. He will be with you. He will be in you. He'll be up on you. He will be for you and he will guide you. And Jesus started talking about the idea that if we would ask, if we would ask and we would be obedient to God, he says, then the Holy Spirit will come. Now, let me remind you of some things we've already seen. Uh, number one, the filling of the Holy Spirit is to be continuous. So when you become a Christian, he gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit, but then you need to have a filling happen continually, consistently, and, and repeatedly. And so that, that's where the Holy Spirit gets more of you, not you get more of him. He gets more of you, and then he flows out of you, and incredible things occur. And so Jesus said, you've got to ask for it, and you've got to be obedient to me to get it. And so we know that. So the filling is to be continuous. The filling is for people who are obedient. Let me show you where he talked about that. Uh, in Acts 5.32, it says, we are witnesses of these things and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. So here's the thing I'd want to ask you right now. Are you obeying what God tells you to do? Are you being obedient to God? Because if you are not, you will not have the filling of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but when you are, that will unleash the filling of the Holy Spirit in your life. And then again, you have to really believe God for it. You have to really believe God for it. So in Acts, uh, or sorry, Luke chapter 11, uh, verse 13, let's look at that verse again. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So uh, I, by the way, I do that. Uh, there, especially when I know it's a moment of need, especially when I know I'm about to do something for God or with God, or, or I want to do something to bless somebody else, or, or I want to talk to somebody about the Lord. I say, Lord, fill me, Lord, fill me, Lord, fill me. Uh, by the way, Josh McDowell is going to be with us on Sunday. I, we had a blast interacting uh, with, what he, what, with him in a very special way. So I can't wait for you to hear that. Uh, Josh McDowell, who's authored, I don't know how many books, uh, but Evidence That Demands a Verdict, More Than a Carpenter. This guy's like the professor you want to learn from. But Josh said this, you'll hear him say it Sunday. He said, I, I'm at the point now where I believe God and the promise of the gift of the Holy Spirit in such a way that do you know what I do? I thank him. I, I, I don't just ask. I thank him for the filling of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? On the way here, I, I just did that. I said, Lord, I know you promised to give the Spirit to me. I know I'm obedient right now. And, and so I want to thank you because I know you're going to do it. And I, and I believe it happened. I, I really believe it happened. So when uh, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have certain results that occur. And that's where we're at right now. So uh, if you want to know how to be filled, you can go back to one of the earlier messages. But what are the results to when you're filled? What happens when this rivers of living water that Jesus described come gushing forth out of you? Well, the number one thing that happens is you speak out. So every single time in the Bible that someone's filled with the Holy Spirit, they speak out. They either speak to witness for Christ, they speak to encourage a Christian, or they speak, uh, they speak out to teach the Word of God or do something like that. But they always speak. Uh, you might speak out even in praise. But everybody who's filled with the Spirit can't be silent you have to speak. Number two, you're going to know God's plan. You're speaking out when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. You're knowing God's plan when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And what do I mean? You find yourself more aware of the wonderful things that God has for you. Uh, God starts prompting you for things he's even going to do in your life. Like you may have this thought and go, I really wish this would happen. I wonder why I'm wanting that. And the Holy Spirit's telling you it's coming. It's coming. It really is coming. And so that's what you're going to find. And so those desires will fill your mind and fill your heart. And God, it says, gives you the desires of your heart. And usually the Holy Spirit tells you ahead of time it's going to come. And you're more aware of God's presence in a moment like that. Uh, number three, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be speaking out. You'll be knowing God's plan. And you'll be doing the right thing. You're going you're to be doing the right thing. Uh, we saw this earlier, but I want to remind you again. You'll find it harder to sin and easier to do the right thing. You're going to find it harder to sin 
and easier to do the right thing. And so that's what God does. So those were all things we talked about last week. Let's dive into new stuff. Ready? Because there's a lot more the Holy Spirit does when you're filled by him. Uh, Number four, you are going to be a person with overflowing love. Uh, When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and then when he fills you, you're going to be overflowing with love. Now I'm going to read a really long scripture with you. I'd love for you to read this again, to dig into it again, but I want you to see all of it, not some of it, all of it. So get ready. Galatians chapter five, for the whole law, everything in all the Bible, in all the Old Testament in particular, is fulfilled in one word, uh, and it is fulfilled in one word in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So everything God's telling me to do, if I want to just go, okay, what does it all come down to? The Lord says, Chuck, I want you to love your neighbor as yourself. He's saying it to you. I want you to love your neighbor as yourself. He goes, but if you bite and devour one another, um, man, I'm seeing that happen today. I'm seeing people who just can't hold back from biting and devouring, attacking. And, and you know, it's not what God wants. So much of what's going on today is not God's will. By the way, for all of you who are Christ followers, he doesn't want you doing that. He doesn't want you doing that. What if we disagree and we're Christians? Guess what? We love each other anyway, right? It's all fulfilled and love people, love people, love people. He goes, but if you bite and devour one another, take care that you're not consumed by one another. And by the way, that what he's saying is that bitterness will consume you. And I, I've, been interacting with some people. I'm not mad at them. I'm not angry at them. I'm sad for them. And they're just consumed. And, and people are leaving churches for all the wrong reasons. I think there's a time that God may move you to another church, but I'm watching people do it for all the wrong reasons. He goes, but I say, do something different. Don't be that way. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. In that wild, walk by the Spirit, you won't carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another. What's he saying? He says, when I'm in a, filled with the Spirit, I'm going to live differently, think differently, act differently than if I, I'm just living by my fleshly instincts. He goes, for these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. But here's the better way. If you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Ah, That is so cool. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality. So these are things he doesn't want you to do. God doesn't want you to do. Immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife. Enmities is having enemy attitudes towards people. Strife is attacking people and going after them and jealousy and outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But there's a better way, way better way. The fruit of the Spirit, remember, being filled with the Holy Spirit is love. And how did we begin this whole section? He says, the whole law is fulfilled in this one statement that I want you to love your neighbor as yourself. And so he says, but what happens is that just going to come flowing out of you because when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love and then joy and peace and patience and goodness and kindness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there's no law. Why? Because love takes over. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. So if we live by the Spirit, we'll walk by the Spirit. If we are in the Spirit, we will not carry out the desires of the flesh. And when the Holy Spirit is filling us, love comes, love comes. And so love becomes overflowing. Uh, And I want you to know it happens because you're a Christian. It happens because you love God. And and it happens especially when you're healthy. Um, You know, Pam and I have this really cool lemon tree, and it, it produces lemons, like awesome lemons. But I'll tell you what doesn't make it produce lemons. If I went out and, and talked to the lemon tree and, and I, I said, hey, I need you to produce more lemons. And here's a picture, lemon tree, of what I want you to produce. That would not help it produce lemons. Uh, if I taught it lessons on, on 
agriculture and horticulture, that would not produce lemons. Uh, how do we get great lemons? They need to be healthy. The tree needs to be healthy and it needs to be nourished. Uh, by the way, if I got our worship team to come and said, hey, I'd like you guys just to do some worship around my tree, would that help it produce lemons? I want to think about that. Would it? And guess what? It probably would. <laughs> Did you know it probably would? How many of you parents, that was the science experiment you had your kids do or the science project for the science fair you had them do. You know, they, they took one plant and played really nice music to it. Took another plant and played like harsh music or, or didn't play any. And the, the plant that had the nice music, even by the way, worship music, what do you think happened? If, if, did anybody do the science experiment? We did it more than once. And here's the answer. It really helps the plant. It really helps the plant. By the way, as a Christian, you want to flow with more love? Worship God. Uh, uh, take time to experience worship with God. Um, and, and that'll happen. By the way, maybe all this we're facing and not letting our kids go back to school is some of you guys' fault. Are there some parents out there that you prayed this prayer? Lord, help make it so I never have to do another science project again. How many people feel like science projects are like the, the curse of life? Uh, by the way, my wife Pam is watching. Pam hated science projects. She was always like, no. And, and you know what? So all you parents, <laughs> maybe you're the reason our kids can't go to school because you prayed that. I'm just kidding. Let's go back to the sermon. Uh, the bottom line is this. Healthy produces fruit. So worship actually is a great way to see the fruit of the Spirit move. Being in the Word of God and nourishing your soul, you're going to find the love flowing out. But most of all, being obedient to Jesus and asking for the filling of the Holy Spirit, love will come. Love will come. In this season, I've seen people um, be vile, uh, mean-spirited, uh, destructive. And I've watched my wife Pam love every one of them. She just loves them. I'll be saying, who are you texting? And she'll name a person who's being that way, but Pam's not. She's just loving them. And uh, she just doesn't see a reason not to love them. Um, she loves people who put things on the internet. They shouldn't. Uh, in one of the social platforms. Uh, there's some people who got, you know, mad and and acted up and acted out. And, and you know what Pam's done every single time? Every single time. She just loved him. And she just loves him. And you can't not be loved by my wife Pam because my wife Pam's filled with the Holy Spirit. She'll be your friend. Not because she has to be, because it just flows out of her. And she just wants to love you, love you, love you. And she forgives. And she overlooks. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. She'll forget you ever acted that way because she's filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, I want to be more like Pam. And the only way that's going to happen is when I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. So that's what happens. Love just comes overflowing. Uh, number five, number five, the word of God comes alive. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, something happens when you're reading the Bible. It just jumps off the page. Uh, John 6, verse 63, here's what Jesus said. Uh, it is the Spirit who gives life. So what gives life to your life? The Holy Spirit. The flesh profits nothing. All those things of the flesh will get you nowhere. The words... Jesus said that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. So the words themselves are spiritual. The Bible's not just a book, and it's definitely not a book written by men. It's God's word, and it's active and alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. And when I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, or you're filled with the Holy Spirit, and you open the, the Bible, the Holy Spirit's like, yes, my word, let's go. And it comes to life and it lives and it gives life. And, and we begin to experience God in an incredible way. So I want to encourage you every single day, every single day to spend time with God and, and read his word and say this. If you want say, Holy Spirit, teach me. Uh, Holy Spirit is God. You can pray right to him. Holy Spirit, teach me. Uh, by the way, that's another reason I want you to have one of these so bad. Man, the book of Isaiah comes alive. Wait till you read what's in Isaiah and, and see how God wants that to nourish you and give life to you. And, and, and when you're with the Holy Spirit, he begins to teach you, teach you, teach you. Remember that God is one. 
but he reveals himself as God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But they have a unity and they, they all fit. They, they all work in tandem together. So whatever Jesus does, the Spirit would do. That's why he said it's to your advantage that I go away, that the helper would come. So all of us could have this connection to Jesus. And look at what we see about Jesus' words and how they come to life. Uh, Luke chapter 24, verse 32 says, they said to one another, they're talking about just after Jesus was speaking and he was teaching. Were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? See, I want to tell you, there are so many times I'm sitting there. Uh, by the way, today was one, yesterday and the day before. Oh, two days ago was amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm with God. I've got my journal ready. I'm reading the word. I'm highlighting. And, and it just came alive. And it's the words of God were burning within me. They were igniting me. They were exciting me. By the way, I'm not a morning person. I don't know if any of you are morning people. Uh, some of you people have to get up really early, like before it's sunrise. I heard a saying that said this, he who rises uh, in the darkness is a, uh, I forgot, actually, I forgot the saying, I'm blowing it. But, but let me go back to the thing. I'm not a morning person. And yet, when I read God's word in the morning, it, it opens my eyes, it opens my heart, it enthuses my life, it lifts me up. I walk away in awe. I've been doing this for years and it never gets old. It gets better and better and better and better. And look what else they said about how Jesus' words affect us. It says this, Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures. See, there's so many times you're gonna be reading and you're gonna say, Lord, I don't understand. And then Jesus himself or the Holy Spirit will teach you. You're going to go, whoa, now I, how did I come to know what that means? Well, he's going to tell you. He's actually going to tell you. So many times that's going to happen. Uh, one time I had a college guy. He said, hey, I really need to know what the scripture means. And, and I texted back, okay, let me call you in a few, uh, uh, a few minutes. Then I texted, I'm sorry, I'm caught up. And, and then I, I called him like two hours later. And I said, hey, uh, let's talk about that scripture. He said, I think I know what it means. And I said, really? And he told me what it meant. He knew it. He was right on. And I said, how did you find out? Did you Google it or something? He goes, no, I just prayed. And God told me, he said, it was, it was awesome. God told me, and that happens because the Holy Spirit fills you and he begins to teach you things and give you understanding. Uh, John 14, verse 26 says this, but the helper and the Holy Spirit's the helper the helper of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you. Did you see these two words? All right, come on, lean in. What will he teach you? Some things, a few things. Did you catch this? All things. And he'll bring remembrance to all that I said to you. Um, there's so many times I'm like, Lord, I, 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 I need to remember something, especially from the Bible, and he brings it to me. The Holy Spirit brings it to me. Uh, but he teaches all things, everything you need to know in life. Listen, every single thing you really need to know in life to live life and to live godly is in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit will make it come alive. He'll make it leap off the page. He'll make it be something that blows your mind. And what does it do to you? What does it do to you? It creates joy and rejoicing in you. You and I need that. We always need it. In this particular time, man, so many of you need joy and you need rejoicing and the joy of the Lord, your strength. And uh, so you know what? In Jeremiah chapter 15, it says this, your words, the words of God, the words of the Bible were found and I ate them. And your words became for me a joy and the delight of my heart, for I have been called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. So the Bible's never boring. It's active. It's alive. And, and when you start letting the Holy Spirit teach you, it brings joy and rejoicing. And that's every book of the Bible. That's every place in the Bible. It will do that if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, it also brings power and discernment. Power and discernment. In Jeremiah 23, 29, it goes, Is not my word like fire? By the way, fire, declares the Lord. And like a hammer which shatters the rock. Do you see? It brings knowledge and discernment is what he's saying. It brings power and discernment. It shatters the rock so you can see. Uh, it fires up your life. By the way, I want to tell you, man, fire, fire gets everybody's attention. Uh, if you uh, look outside and you see a raging fire, that will get your attention. 
Uh, and it says the word of God is fire. And, and, and it does that to you. It's also a sword that cuts deeply and goes to the heart of the matter. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says this, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of the soul and the spirit. You don't get deeper than that. To your soul and spirit, where the two are, are meet together, the word of God goes there to give you the depths of knowledge, joy, rejoicing, power, discernment. And it says, of both joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Um, there's a lot more to that than what I'm going to say because it's so deep, it's so amazing, but I'll get, let me give you a part of it. There are times that I'm thinking something about someone or about something or about an issue. And I open the Bible and all of a sudden it applies so exactly to what I'm saying, but I see how wrong I am. And the Holy Spirit's saying, see, don't think that way. Don't act that way. Ready? Don't, get, don't, don't say what you were thinking of saying. Anybody else do that? That you plan ahead of time what you're going to say and the Holy Spirit's like, no, I'm not, I don't want you saying that. And, and the word of God aligns you with God and takes that away. And so the word of God becomes real. It becomes alive. It becomes sharp. It becomes like fire. It becomes like the power of a hammer. It, it's, it's amazing. It's anything but boring, you guys. It's, and and you've got to get into God's word. And even more, James 4, 8, receive the word of God implanted, which is able to save your souls. And the Holy Spirit does that. The Holy Spirit does that. And God wants it to happen. God wants that to be what goes on inside of us. And, and so you and I need that. Uh, and you know what? Let it be that raging fire, that something that creates excitement in your life. Uh, and, and you got to get in the word to do it. And you got to do it consistently. Uh, by the way, uh, it's, if you try to do it once a week, twice a week, that's not going to work. By the way, Dr. Carolyn Leaf would back me up. You need to be in the word of God every day. You need to be in it every day. Uh, so the word of God becomes alive. Number six, number six. Prayer becomes powerful. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, prayer becomes powerful. Uh, you pray better, you pray more intently, you pray with more passion, you pray with more connection, and you get more answers. You start seeing answered prayer come. And so there's spirit-led prayer. Uh, there's just praying and then there's spirit-led, spirit-empowered prayer, which what happens when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And so Ephesians chapter 6 says this. It says, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. See, now here's what I want to tell you. It's possible to pray and not be in the Spirit. But he said, I don't want you to do that. I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to come with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. He said, I want a big part of your prayer to be about you, but even more about all the other Christians out there. I want you praying for them, calling out for them, wanting that to be what you do. Jude 20. It's actually only one chapter in Jude. If you're brand new to all this, oh, Jude's awesome. You want to read some hot stuff, read Jude. There's actually only one chapter. So in verse 20, but you beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So when you're spirit filled and you're praying in the spirit, prayers are more powerful. Prayers are more incredible. Prayers are more passionate. And you find your prayers answered more. Romans 8, verse, uh, Romans chapter 8 says this. It says, in the same way, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. So when you're praying, the Spirit comes and helps you. For we do not know how we ought to pray as we should. Because I'm not even sure what to pray for. There are so many times. I'll say, Lord, I don't know what to pray for. I pray your Spirit will help me pray. And then it flows. It comes. The other day I was praying about someone I really care about. Man, I love this person. And uh, I knew they needed a breakthrough. And and I, but I didn't know what to pray for. And, and then God began to tell me they need a new job. Uh, the job they're in is part of their problem. I didn't know that completely. And, and so I'm like, oh, oh, well, I'm going to start praying to get a new job. And guess what happened? Guess, does it surprise you? By the end of that day, they have a high, high, high potential for a way better job. And I was praying for that. 
I even texted him and said, you know, God's telling me to pray for you. I wrote in my journal to pray for that. Uh, not they doubt me. I could show them all ahead of time, all from God. Because we don't always know what to do, but the Spirit helps. He's the helper who helps. He's the helper who helps. And, and so what happens is you begin to have him guide you and lead you as, as long as you're praying in faith. Uh, James chapter one, look what it says in James one. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So if you need wisdom, if you need to know what to do and how to do it and why to do it, ask God, especially when you're a time thinking, I don't know what to do, but he must ask in faith. You got to ask in faith without any doubting for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. And then he goes on to say, for that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. That's why I like what Josh McDowell said. Josh McDowell said, you know, he's in a place now where he just thanks God for the Holy Spirit because he believes so much God will give it. I thank you that you fill me with the Spirit today. And, and he said, it happens, it happens, it happens. And, and so I, I want to encourage you to think about that. But God will guide, God will lead, God will give that to you. And, and you know what? He does it over and over and over again. Uh, the other day, uh, I was probably more like a month ago, I uh, all of a sudden felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me about somebody I hadn't thought about or seen, I'm going to say in three years. Um, it was it was gonna it was on a Sunday and I was getting ready to come to our patio service outside at 9 a.m. and I just felt like that the Lord reminded me of them and so I I, I thought I, well I'm supposed to pray for them so I prayed and prayed and prayed but I haven't seen them in years uh, and so what happened is I'm out on the patio and someone comes walking up to me and they said hey do you know who's here and they named them. By the way, when that happens, you get goosebumps. <laughs> I, I, I think I should call it Holy Spirit bumps, you know, the, the chill uh, uh, or the warmth or the, the excitement of the Spirit. And I'm like, oh, oh God, oh God, oh my God, my Father. Yeah. And I was, I was sensitive. And he just does that. He does that. He does that. And so your prayers, your prayers take on more power. Uh, number seven, number seven. Not only do prayers become more powerful, a close relationship with God happens. You get closer and more intimate, closer and more connected. You become more aware of his love for you and his presence. Romans 8 verse 15 says this, for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. I, I love to teach on this. I love to talk about it. Everybody's part of the Crossroads family in a while. Hopefully you already know. Abba, Abba, what's it mean? Does everybody already know what it means? It's an Aramaic word. Jesus actually mostly spoke in Aramaic. And it's Abba means daddy or papa. Daddy or papa. My uh, grandchildren call me papa. And uh, when I hear that word's papa, I go nuts. There's, I mean, it just never gets old. And uh, the other day I'm talking to my youngest granddaughter, Tatum, and uh, she's talking away to me. And she said, Grandpa. And I went, wait, what? <laughs> and I go, what? And she laughed and laughed and laughed. She goes, no, you're not Grandpa. You're Papa. Now I'm not taking away the interment, dear Grandpa, for those of you that has deep meaning. But boy, Papa, for us, at least in our family, that's the best title I have. I like that better than any other title I've got. It's the most cherished responsibility I I take because it's close, it's intimate. I'd die for those kids. I would move mountains for them. I... I want so much for their lives to be great. Guess what your Abba Father wants? He died for you. (laughs) He came in the form of Jesus and he died for you. And he did die for you, not just would die for you. He did die for you. So your sins could be forgiven. So his love could be real. So he could have a relationship with you, an intimate relationship, uh, a passionate relationship. And he wants to be the one who wants so much for you. Nobody wants more for you than God, your Papa, your Abba, your dad. 
your dad. Galatians 4, 6 says this. Because you are sons, that's because you're giving your life to Christ. You're sons. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. See, here's what I'm trying to tell you. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit helps you realize, realize that he's your Abba, Father. He helps you understand and embrace that as a reality in your life, that he's your Abba, Father. See, I know if you're brand new, this is going to sound a little weird if you think about it. Those of us who are Christians, we know God. We hear from God. We're loved by God, and God is our Abba, Father, our Papa, our Dad. And you know what? That's what God wants for you. If you're not a Christian, he wants that for you. Jesus died for you. If you are far from God and you used to be close... You know what? He's the father that wants you to come home, the papa who wants you back. And so you need to know that. And then when you give your life to him, he gives you the Holy Spirit. And all the things we're talking about result and, and your, become results in your life when you're filled with the Spirit, <coughs> which brings us to the last, last one tonight. Number eight, number eight. You have an incredible high. An incredible high. Okay, that, that's one I want to talk about. It's not artificial. Uh, it's not uh, uh, chemically induced. Uh, it's, and by the way, here's, this is so cool. We know today from neurological experiments done by neuroscientists, some Christian, some not, that when Christians connect with God, your, your brain releases dopamine, oxytocin, vasopressin, and, and, and other neurochemicals that create in you a neurological high. So that's actually science. But the Bible talks about that. So in Ephesians uh, chapter 4, it says, that, or chapter 5, it says this, do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Notice how it's, it's linking the two, not that you should get drunk with wine. But when someone gets drunk with alcohol, those alcoholic chemicals take over and your body feels different. Your brain feels different. You get this buzz. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you get the same thing and yet there's no ill effect to it. There's no side effect to it. There's no detrimental effect to it. It's the healthiest high you could ever get. And you feel it. You feel it lifting you up. By the way, one of the things they found in neurochemical studies is people who are filled with the Holy Spirit are more sensitive they're, they're, and they're typically more emotional. I've had people cry and go, I don't know why I'm crying. And I say, it's just God. And they go, I think it is. And it is. They just have such emotion and such good emotion. Uh, the pleasure center of your brain's in active form. And, and so the amygdala is doing the right things. The VTA, the ventral tegmental area, is acting in the correct way. Your, your nucleus acubens is giving a message saying, more dopamine, more dopamine. And, and, and it's being released. And by the way, the science backs up what I'm telling you. But there's something they can't explain that we can. It's the Holy Spirit. And and notice this. When a a group of people were filled with the Holy Spirit, everybody thought, oh my gosh, they got to be drunk. Acts chapter 2, it happened. Uh, The Holy Spirit came and filled 120 people. And and they came out and they were speaking because that's what you do when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And he goes, but others were mocking and saying, they're full of sweet wine. Now, why are they saying that? Because they're on such a high. They're so joyful. They're so filled with love. Uh, they're so filled with God that, that you could see it visibly happening. And it says, but Peter, taking a stand with the 11, raised his voice and declared to them, men of Judea and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words, he says, for these men are not drunk. Now, see, everybody goes, I thought they were drunk. And he goes, no, 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 no they're not drunk. As you supposed, for it is the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. He said, and it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth my spirit on all mankind. He goes, you guys think they're drunk? They're not. They're just filled with the Holy Spirit. You think they're drunk? They're not. Listen, they're not drunk. They're filled with something that that gives them this incredible high and experience. And it says, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. By the way, I like that because I'm old. (laughs) I get the dreams. But even more, with God for years, I get to live the dream. And the Holy Spirit's the one who helps me, guides me, empowers me. We're going to see next week. What about when you're weak? Oh, get, got to be with me next week. But he's there for you. 
And it's not just for me. It's not just for someone else. It's for you. By the way, uh, God could not love you more than he does. You, some of you who are watching right now and tuned in, you might be thinking, not me. Not with all I've done. And I'm telling you, yes, you. You can't do anything that God wouldn't love you. You can't get so low that God won't care. You can't have blown it so badly that he can't fix it. But even more, that he wouldn't love you and care for you and lift you up. He wants you to be new. He wants you to be alive. And he wants you to be spirit-filled. And how do you do that? Well, the first thing you have to do is come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And the Bible says that what you do is you call on the name of the Lord to be saved. And so right now, I want to say, if you don't know Jesus personally and you don't know his love and you aren't following this incredible plan he has for your life, and it's incredible, if you don't have his, his strength, then what you need to do is, is pray to him. Call on the name means pray. And I'm going to lead a prayer in a moment. I, will, I want you to pray it with me. Right now, some of you, just, you got to do it. You'll be so glad you did. You will be so glad you did. And we want this so much for you. But God wants it even more. And when you pray that prayer, God becomes your Abba Father and the Holy Spirit comes to you, on you, and in you. Some of you, you need to come back to God. I'm so glad that you're on here and I'm so glad that you're watching and I'm so glad you hung in with me. But it's time to come back to God. Time to come back to all he has for you. Some of you, you're in a season where you've been filled with all the wrong things and it's time to recommit. Come on. You don't want to be that person you've been. You want to be how you're being. This is for you now. And the change can happen and the change can be real. Some of you, you need this for your marriage. Man, there's some of you right now that your marriage is just drifting apart or falling apart. Come to God together. Come to God together. And so don't miss out. Uh, so right now, no matter what place you're in, what state you're in, what you're feeling, what you've been doing, how you've been acting, God wants you. Nobody wants you more than God and no more want, nobody wants more for you than God. So what do you need to do? The first thing you need to do is pray. Uh, Jesus said he, you, you need to call on the name of the Lord is what we read in the Bible. That's the gospel, to call out to him. The second thing you need to do is you got to make it known. Uh, whenever you make a decision this important, this, that matters this much, you can't keep it a secret. And by the way, remember I said, when someone's filled with the Spirit, they always make it known. And so one way you can make it known is by texting us. Grab your phone or your iPad or uh, a computer and text us, amen, to 69922. And when you get ready to hit that amen, I want you to go, okay, amen, I mean it, hit it. The word amen means the truth. It means for real. It means I'm serious, sincerely. And, and so you hit that and you say, Lord, I mean this. And you hit it. And then when you text us, we're going to text you right back. Okay, why? Because we care about you. And then we're going to want to know the first thing we want to know is your name. Your name's important. Your name is a big part of who you are. And we want to know and connect with you. Then we're going to offer you some opportunities to get things, all by the way, all free, uh, that we want to give you materials so you can grow in your walk with God. And, and so we just want to connect with you. And we'll keep your information private, just with us and you. But we'll have people pray for you. So uh, I'm going to ask you right now, are you ready to pray this prayer and say yes to Jesus? Or are you ready to recommit your life to Jesus? Or do you need to get free from something that's been harming you or hurting you that you can't stop and now you want out? Then pray this prayer. Um, and so right now I'm going to lead that prayer, but then make sure you text amen when we're done. Uh, or you can email me at chuck at crossroadschurch.com. Let's pray. Father, right now I pray for every single person who's watching or listening. God, it doesn't matter where, when they're doing this or where they're doing it. The message is real. The message is true. And the message is for them. So in the right now, in the right now, in this moment, I pray that they're going to open their hearts to you. I pray they're going to open their lives and commit their lives to you. 
God, I pray for somebody right now who when they tuned in, they wanted me to talk about something else. And the whole time I was speaking, they actually were kind of mad that I wasn't talking about what they wanted to hear. But as time went, this is what they needed to hear. And there's too much hate. There's too much anger. There's too much of them being conformed to this world. And they matter too much to you. So I pray they're going to pray this prayer, even now, that they won't be stubborn. It's time. It's time. It's time to let the anger go. It's time to to let the hurt go, the fear go. It's time to be yours. I pray they're going to pray this prayer. Father, I pray for some people who have been on the, they're on the fence about sticking with you and sticking with church. Um, And really, there's something wrong inside. But it's not that you don't love them and not they never loved you, but it's time for them to recommit and say no more of this and be more faithful. Uh, I want to pray for uh, some parents right now who are watching and and they're beside themselves and they need the strength and they need the help. And and I pray they're going to pray this prayer. And I pray for marriages to be healed and people to be set free. And, and I pray for healing to come in love, most of all love. For some people who are feeling so lonely right now, And they need you, Lord. They need your presence. I pray they're going to pray this prayer. Right now, I'm going to lead this prayer, and I'm going to ask you to pray it with me. Even whisper or say it out loud. Let's pray to God. And I'll say it, and you think about it, and then you repeat the words. Say, Lord Jesus, I know you love me. And I know you died on the cross for me, and you died for my sins. I pray you'd cleanse me and forgive me from all my sin. I pray you'd heal me from hurt and from pain. I pray you'd free me from anything that's holding me down or holding me back. And most of all, I pray you'll make me yours. I pray you'll make me alive. And I pray you'll make me brand new say that. I pray you'll make me brand new. So I say yes. If those are the only words you can say, come on. That's the best part. If you just say it and mean it, I say yes. I say yes to you, and I say yes to the life you have for me. So just say those words. I say yes. I say yes. There's someone right now. You haven't prayed anything else. It's okay. Just say, I say yes. I say yes to you, God. And Jesus, I say yes to the life you have for me. So take me now and make me yours and fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. And if you pray that prayer, praise God. I, I want you to know God knows, God cares. We, we care and we want to know. So make sure and text amen to 69922. And we're going to get back to you and connect with you. And, and you matter to God, you matter to us. And so make sure you give us your name too, so we can know who you are. But I already am praising God for every one of you who prayed that prayer. Every one of you have made that decision. God loves you, God loves you, and God wants so much for you.